Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode number 199 of Hooked on Sports here on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get podcasting streaming services. My name is John Flynn, and thank you so very much for listening to the podcast today. We've got lots to do, as per usual. We'll get into what was an interesting week number eight in the NFL. We'll get into the the much the highly anticipated matchup for college football on Saturday between Tennessee and Georgia. We'll get into the World Series. So before, but before we get into that, be sure you subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Just hit that follow and subscribe button. So this way. You're notified of of any time you get a um any time you get um a, a podcast episode. So let let's go right now to um some some of the things that 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 I, that I saw from week eight in the NFL. I think we are, I'm compelled to start with the San Francisco 49ers and the Seattle Seahawks. Because the San Francisco 49ers announced themselves that that they're 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 a legit Super Bowl contender. No Debo Samuel, so the number one target for the 49ers, it, it was unavailable to play, and then so so here comes here comes Christian McCaffrey to the rescue. He gets traded, and Christian McCaffrey just whips the whips the uh, the the derriere, whips the hell out of. The defending Super Bowl champions. He threw for a touchdown. He ran for a touchdown. He received a touchdown. First player to do that all in the all in the same game since Ladainian Tomlinson in two thousand five for the then San Diego Chargers. And I I I am just I'm just obsessed with this 49ers team. You know, preseason, I have the 49ers going to uh, going to championship Sunday preseason. Now the the 49ers, I I still think. Are in a great position to to go uh, to play on Championship Sunday once again with with, with everything uh, that I mentioned on the heels of of, of losing big time to Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs uh, the week prior that the, the defense was great the offensive line was great McCaffrey was great Brandon Ayuk was great Jimmy Garoppolo did a good job managing the game and not making uh, making the critical mistakes that 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 would give give the Rams a chance to pounce but this is where I think. The San Francisco 49ers are dangerous. The the the, fr- the front office uh, has compiled a brilliant roster, uh, at least two through fifty three, uh, which is as good as any in, in the NFL. You know, the 49ers need needed needed weapons. Uh, needed another weapon that you know the 49ers have. So have a, a lot of thi- a lot of things going for them offensively. You got the uh, we got the wide receiver position with Debo Samuel and Brandon Ayuk. You got a great offensive line with with Trent Williams coming off one of the greatest seasons an offensive lineman has ever had. I uh, you 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 have uh, someone who is familiar with the Shanahan system and Jimmy Garoppolo. They brought him back just in case if something went wrong with 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 Trey Lance and then that 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 was uh, an, an unbelievable. Uh, a, a believable read for the 49ers. You know, Trey Lance stunk it up in Week One against Chicago. Gets hurt in Week Two, and then Jimmy Garoppolo comes in, comes in, and 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 puts everything into perspective for San Francisco for for all, all intents and purposes. So, so having McCaffrey, having Debo Samuel, having Ayuk, 
uh, all, all in the same outfits. Oh, did we, did we did we forget to mention George Kittle, one of the best tight ends in the NFL? Did we did we mention him uh, either? So I, I I'm I'm just obsessed with the San Francisco 49ers team. Now they're four and three. They are a half game back of Seattle. The uh, and and they do have the tiebreaker as of now because because of the head to head. So San Francisco should absolutely win six, seven, or six or seven of the next eight games, and get and get to eleven wins and win the division. You know the 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 Rams aren't aren't going anywhere this year. The Cardinals got off to, to a bad start, and they lost a tough one in Minnesota. And you know thanks to the to the DeAndre Hopkins suspension, but so they have they, they've played even. In each of the first two weeks with Hopkins, they won by eight against New Orleans last week. They lost by eight to Minnesota this week. You, you got Seattle, which which has been which is a really good story. The Geno the Smith revenge game took place yesterday, and he did an excellent job in taking down the Giants. But this is absolutely San Francisco's division to lose. Kyle Shanahan is a tremendous coach. Uh, he's he's got an, an unbelievable knack. Uh, uh, of get, getting the players focused, and, and I think that that's going to bode well for San Francisco going into the second half of the season. So I think San Francisco is is prime for prime for something big here, and they're going to have a couple of weeks to get ready for their next game. So now other things that I saw around around the NFL, and congratulations to the Tennessee Titans for winning the AFC South. Well, you, you you look you look at the, uh, how the Titans were able to win uh, games defensively, and that that's what they did against against the Texans. Uh, they, they they used a methodical approach with 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 Mike Rabel and Derrick Henry and and and, and that incredible defense, and, and and they were they were able to uh, to, uh, to take care of business against the Texans. So, uh, Derrick Henry ran for over two hundred yards again, the fourth consecutive time. Derrick Henry has run for over 200 yards against these guys, so I I, I I am obsessed with with what I'm seeing from my guy Derrick Henry. I'm obsessed with so with with everything that's happened with the Titans defense, and 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 they deserve so much credit. Now the flip side of this, Frank Reich needs to go. Frank Reich has absolutely. So th- throw throw uh, throwing the entire season in the trash can because that's what I saw yesterday from the Indianapolis Colts. The the this, the Colts going up against Taylor Heineke, and and Taylor Heineke uh, leads the Commanders to an epic comeback victory. They win 17-16, and and, and it's, it sends the Colts spiraling out of control. The Colts are now uh, are now three and uh, three and five. I I believe now, now they are. So they're basically out of the division hunt because the Titans are up two games on the uh, are, are, are uh, two games on the Colts plus the tiebreaker for the head-to-head sweep and you 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 got that Frank Reich's got to go Chris Bauer's got to go and and there's got to be some wholesale changes to the Indianapolis Colts uh, for 2023 and beyond so. So so th- so this season was an abject failure. You can't blame Matt Ryan for for what transpired because he yeah, because he he didn't step onto a field on Sunday because so because Frank Reich benched him. So that that was an atrocious performance for the Indianapolis Colts, losing at home to Taylor freaking Heineke. That 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 that's why and that's why I I would say. 
fire everyone. Fire, um, fire the coach. Fire the general manager. And, and if you and if you are a fan of the Colts, are you going go, going through uh, the ringer with? So with Andrew Luck retiring, uh, the Jacoby Brissett experience, the the Philip Rivers experience, the Carson Wentz experience, and now the Matt Ryan Sam Ellinger experience. I mean, if you're if you're that, that there's got to be uh, an incredible amount of accountability within that organization, but you know, I thought the the the, the, the Colts decided not to take care of Andrew Luck, and karma is uh, continues to bite the Indianapolis Colts in the ass. Other things from 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 the from the NFL that, that I want to discuss: the Buffalo Bills took care of business against the Packers, twenty-seven to seventeen. That the rapport with Josh Allen, the rapport with Stephon, my guy Stephon Diggs, is just off the charts, incredible. Says Stephon Diggs had six catches for one hundred and eight yards and a touchdown. Josh Allen. So what was moving the ball up and down the field? I mean, so that that fifty-three yard bomb to to Diggs to set up the field goal and put the Bills up three possessions. That 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 put a bow wrap on that game. The Bills were six and one. The Bills are the Super Bowl favorites for a reason. That they can fly around both offensively and defensively. And and, and 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 they they've got everything going on now. As as far as the Packers, I mean. The, the Packers are so limited offensively, and it didn't help that Christian Watson uh, took him uh, was knocked out of the game because because of an injury. So so so, they, they, so how do you expect the Packers to win when you have uh, when you don't have Alan Lazard, when you don't have uh, when when you don't have Randall Cobb, when you don't have Christian Watson, and Romeo Dobbs is your best wide receiver. Now Romeo Dobbs made a heck of a touchdown catch in the first half right, that. And that, that he he he, uh, he played Johnson off coverage and 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 he moved moved to his right at the last second to uh, to catch that touchdown pass. That I thought that was that was a heck of a throw by Rogers and a better catch by by Romeo Dobbs. So I so, so that that was nice. But other other than that, there was there wasn't really anything else that that the Packers had had to write home about for uh, for for that game. So. So, so that 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 was a story to discuss. Also, how about the first place Atlanta Falcons in the NFC South? I mean, Arthur Smith is going to be in the conversation for 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 Coach of the Year in the NFL. He has to be. Now, he might not win it because of the job Brian Dable has done with the Giants, who are six and two going into the bye week. But yeah, the Falcons deserve a lot of love and a lot of credit because. Arthur Smith uh, is is a heck of a coach, and uh, and uh, and the Falcons are, are are the type of team that so that that, that it won't be a, won't be a pushover for anybody. You got because uh, you, you, you got Marcus Mariota who was great, Bird was excellent. The uh, the, the defense uh, stepped up when when it mattered. Uh, uh, in overtime to limit uh, uh, the Panthers to field goal opportunities. I mean, Eddie Pinheiro is... Uh, you have to be sick if you're Eddie Pinheiro. And also, how about DJ Moore after catching the touchdown to tie the game? He gets called for an unsportsmanlike conduct penalty, which pushes an extra point back four, uh, 15 yards, so equivalent of a 48-yard extra point attempt to uh, to put the... Uh, that was, that was going to put the Panthers in front, but... Eddie Pinheiro shanks it to the left from the from from the from the right hash mark. The, so that that was a a bad mistake 
by by um by DJ Moore and 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 that and that too cost the Panthers a game. The Panthers had a game uh, had had first place right in front of them. The Carolina Panthers were on the track to go to three and five and be in first place in, in the horrendous NFC South division. So I I I I I, I am floored. By by uh by uh, by that now uh, and 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 I thought PJ Walker played a hell, hell of a game. That that was the sad part of this, you know. Matt Rule gets fired. Pa- Pan- Panthers destroyed the Bucks last week. They go into Atlanta with momentum. So they they they, they hang themselves. Uh, they they keep themselves in, in the game against the Falcons, and then uh, and then they, they had a chance to win the game because the Falcons played played bad defense at the end, but. Uh, it's a but you, you you know you know uh, you uh, it's uh, the culture is still not there and Steve Wilkes is not going to be a part of the future going forward if you're the Carolina Panthers I think the Panthers are going to are going to need an experienced coach they they're going to need it's a, they're, they're going to need a, a serious attitude adjustment. With with the way the things are going, though know, Christian McCaffrey's no longer there now. So the uh, I I think talent wise, you look at Chuba Hubbard when you look at when you look at parts of their defense. I think I think pieces are, pieces are there. So but uh, but but Matt Rule was not ready to be an NFL head coach, and and, and that that was that was just the difference right there. If you're up for the Carolina Panthers, so. I I think that was a a a, a good an excellent win for the Atlanta Falcons. They're now in first place at four and four, and and it's going to be interesting to see uh, how uh, the 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 where Arthur Smith winds up in in the coach of the year rankings uh, come the end of the season. So that that is in, incredible stuff for for the Atlanta Falcons. So look, I I also want to get into some of the things that I've been seeing in in college football this this past uh, uh, over the past couple of uh, uh over the weekend. How about uh, Georgia taking care of business against Florida, Tennessee taking care of business against against Kentucky, just destroying. Uh, the, the living heck out of out of the 19th ranked Kentucky, and I think the game was over by halftime. It was just a matter of the the margin of victory to impress the AP voters to put Tennessee at number two, setting up what looks to be an epic matchup in Athens, Georgia, which 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 is or which I I know it's it's dubbed as the match of the century because it's one versus two, but uh, which which is uh which is common or the game of the century, as, as they call it, because it's uh, because it's one against two. So I I, I think you, you you look at uh, you look at Tennessee, you look at you look at Georgia, um, and, and as the as the as the matchup of the season, and look this this game has major major implications for the college football playoff. This this is essentially a playing game for. Uh, for the college football playoff, because you look at Tennessee and Georgia, the the winner of this uh, the winner of this game is going to win the SEC uh, SEC East, and that means the loser of this game will will be will will, will lose for the first time this season. But they also will not have the opportunity to play in the SEC championship game in uh, uh in 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 early December, which which means that the college football playoff committee won't consider them. Because it didn't play, uh, it, uh, didn't play in a championship game. Now, 
I, 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 you know, is, is, is there a case for the loser of, of this game to make the college football playoff? Yes! Yes, absolutely. I, I, I just don't, I just don't, I just think, if TCU goes unbeaten, if, if, uh, if you, you, you uh, goes unbeaten and they are unbeaten Power 5 Conference champion, I, I think they're, they, they're going to have to be put in. You, you, you know that Ohio, either Ohio State or Michigan is, is going to be in because, you, because you know, that, you know, that every, everything with Ohio State and Michigan is going to come down to, uh, come to the game in Columbus between those two teams. Again, between Ryan Day and, and and Jim Harbaugh, this time it'll be at Ohio State. You you, you look at is a team from from the, from the Pac-12 going to make it? You've got you've got a serious contenders. You've got you have three legit uh college football playoff contenders. When you, when you look at Utah, when you look at USC, when you look at uh when, when you when you look look look, look at Oregon, um. So, it it is going going to be a, a a fun sequence of events for for, for the Pac twelve. You got um th- th- those three uh those three teams are all with one loss. You know, I, I in in a, in, a, in a normal circumstance you you would put Utah in, but but Utah already has two losses. Same with Oregon State. So Oregon, USC, and UCLA are three legit contenders to make the playoffs, and and and, and as assu- assuming uh, that they, they they take care of business as they should the next couple of weeks. You you could be you could be looking at USC and UCLA as a, as a potential playing game there uh, at at the, at the Rose Bowl Stadium. So that 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 would be a that would be a great matchup there. It's, and then then you have to wonder aloud if Clemson uh, will will be able to uh, to uh, to go unbeaten. You know they they got a big ta- a, a huge test against Notre Dame. On on Saturday, a primetime game on NBC. It it is going to be uh, it's going to be a a, tr- a tremendous sporting event there. So this weekend is going to be huge when you look at the college football playoff landscape. Obviously, you got the playing game with Tennessee and Georgia. You obviously have uh, in, in the conversation uh, three teams of the Pac-12. You got TCU. Uh, to, to trying to stay unbeaten, you've got a, a Clemson being being the lone ACC contender for the college football playoff. So, so now I wonder aloud about Alabama because a- Alabama has an excellent opportunity uh, themselves to, uh, to, uh, to to win the uh, to, to win the SEC West. Now Alabama's got got a test uh, on the road against LSU, and then they've got a test. Uh, the following week against Ole Miss, so we're we're gonna find out if this Alabama team uh, can legitimately go uh, to the SEC championship game because because they they have they're because you look at LSU could LSU go to the go to the um that uh SEC championship game I I think they they they're on the fast track to that if if they're if they they're able to beat Alabama. On, on Saturday night, so and and Brian Kelly has got things going on at, at LSU, so it it, it is going to be, uh, going to be a scene, um, uh, down in Baton Rouge or, or, over the weekend. So it's going to be an exciting weekend, in in my mind for for the college football playoff. Now, 
on to the World Series. So, so the series is now tied at one. The the, the Phillies won a fantastic baseball game on Friday night. They, they, they were five nothing against Justin Verlander, and then they they're able to uh, to chip away at the lead in the fourth and fifth innings to tie the game at five. And then, then that game, and then we, the game became a bullpen game. And conventional wisdom said that that the the uh, that the advan- the overwhelming advantage in in, in the in, in in a battle of the bullpen games would go to the Houston Astros, uh, based on the fact that they have six um, six amazing uh, six relievers who have had outstanding seasons. But Rob, give Rob Thompson credit; uh, he he pushed all of his uh, all of his chips in. Uh, 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 in in the bullpen to uh, to win that game, uh, and and keep and keep the Astros in check. You, they they brought in Alvarado, Eflin, Suarez, Dominguez, and then David Robertson, who uh, who who was who was shaky, uh, but was able to come away with with the save. So so that was a uh, that was a heck of a win for the Phillies, which which was needed on the heels of what happened. Um, uh, against uh, in game two, where where Zach Wheeler got roughed up, and 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 they they never really had a chance um, uh, after that. So I, I, that that was that was a terrific win for for the Houston Astros in in game two. So I I am obsessed with with this matchup. Now game three is tonight and. At, at Citizens Bank Park, you got Lance McCullers Jr. pitching for uh, for for Houston. You got Noah Syndergaard pitching for uh, for Philly. So uh, Noah Syndergaard in Game Three of the World Series, for, uh, he he was there seven years ago with the Mets in the World Series. Remember when when the first pitch was sailed over the head of Kansas City's Alcides Escobar, which was which set the tone for that game. So it is going to be fascinating to see, so, knowing that that Syndergaard is not uh, the the pitcher he once was with the Mets. So let's let's see how he does against the potent Houston offense in Game Three, and, and then we'll be able to see uh, exactly how how this this is going to transpire for the Philadelphia Phillies. Now I still think the world, the series is going to be Astros in seven. That 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 was what what I what I. I anticipated going into the series, so I, I I think the Astros have the advantage tonight, I, and I and I think the home teams are going to win the rest of the games in this series. That that that's how I see uh this week going for Major League Baseball. So 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 that that that's incredible stuff right there. And there's a, a couple of other notes in 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 Major League Baseball. The Kansas City Royals hired Matt Quattrero as as their new manager and. I think that's a sensational hire. I I, I think Matt Macquarie is the perfect guy for for Kansas City with all the young talent that 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 they, that they have that that's going to be on the twenty twenty three roster. I you know my 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 guy Bobby Witt Jr. is, is, is I think is tremendous. So you you have M J Melendez, Vinny Pasquatino, Brady Singer, and. Uh, and, and the Kansas City Royals are are not not too far away f- from from being a serious contender in, in the American League. I know so the the, the rebuild has taken uh, has been uh, has been taking place for years because you know they they had to mortgage the future so many times over to uh, to get the pieces needed to win the 2015 World World Series and 
and and as a result, uh, the, the farm system was totally barren, and they they needed time to completely rebuild that that or that farm system. So I I think I think Quattrall is the is a terrific hire for for the Kansas City Royals. So so we'll, 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 it'll be a fascinating story uh, coming uh, coming down the road here. Also, how about Nolan Arenado? Um, exer- uh, exercising his opt-in clause in his contract with St. Louis, so he's going to be uh, with the Cardinals for the next five years, and 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 that that was needed uh, for from from a Cardinals perspective. So it is it's, it's going to be fun uh, fun if you're a Cardinals fan seeing Nolan Arenado patrol the the hot corner for the next half decade in, at Bush Stadium. So also, I'll give you a couple of things for the NBA, and 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 concern. One of them concerns the the LA Lakers. The Lakers have just been atrocious all year. They finally got their first win of of the regular season yesterday when when they took took down Nikola Jokic and the Denver Nuggets. So that that was a terrific performance win and much needed for. For the Lakers, but but the Lakers have been dreadful. They they they're in the bottom of the league in three point percentage and shooting percentage, and 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 it took a a a, a, a fantastic performance from my my guy LeBron James to uh to um and also Anthony Davis was fantastic. Fifteen rebounds for him. LeBron had twenty six points and eight assists and six rebounds in the victory. In his own right, and and they Russell Westbrook played pretty well, you might say. Eight eight rebounds, eight assists, six of twelve from from uh, from the field, eighteen points. I thought Westbrook played played very well, but it, it it's going to take that them to to show up on a nightly basis for for the Lakers to have any chance to be uh, to being a, a relevant team. Also, Giannis is the best player in the NBA. In, ca- in case you forgot. So I I I think you you, you look at the uh, you look at the scope of the NBA and and obviously there's going to be the, uh, the, the fair share of contenders in in the Eastern Conference. You got Cleveland who, who played well against the Knicks last night. You got but the the Celtics. Uh, I they, they look great, but uh, but I I I think Milwaukee is is still the team to beat because. They have the best player in the NBA, and his name is Giannis Antetokounmpo. So that that's going to be a, a, a fun season when when the when Giannis leads the Bucks to another championship this uh, this this upcoming spring. So that'll do it for this edition of Hooked on Sports. My name is John Flynn. I'll be back here on the podcast on Wednesday this week to, to discuss Week Number Nine in the NFL. So until then, this is John Flynn saying so long. I'll be back here on the podcast next week. So long, everybody.